The voice of Husker Nation is on the air. This is Hale Varsity Radio. Insight, opinion, expertise, along with the biggest names talking Nebraska sports. Join in with the show at 402-489-1240 or 1-800-825-5865. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbel. Welcome to it Mondays here. It's Hale Varsity Radio. We're presented by Currency for all your equipment financing needs. Go Currency. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, and you. Game week is inching closer as we uh, get ready to jump on the old bird and get to Minneapolis, Nebraska, Minnesota. We will be there Wednesday afternoon into Thursday into Friday uh, we'll see Mark Cranach's closest friend, Eddie Vetter, Saturday. But all things being equal, it is football and, of course, Nebraska Volleyball Day Wednesday. What a week to be a Nebraska fan. Numbers to get in, 489-1240. 489-1240. can dial us up toll-free across the state, 1-800-825-5865. As always, submit your comments in the Hale Varsity YouTube channel. can log on and watch the show that way and uh, give us your thoughts uh, on the stream. Also on Twitter, the Hale Varsity Radio Twitter feed at HVarsity Radio and then KFOR Facebook and Twitter as well. Hour two, we will make it a black shirt Monday. Charlie McBride joins us, his reaction to uh, the black shirts handed out, just 11 of them. We've got the single-digit countdown finished. We'll know who's kicking the game winner, maybe, Thursday night, tomorrow from Coach Rule. But you had the coordinators speak just a little bit ago, and we'll get that turned around for you with uh, Mr. White. Yeah, science. Tony White will uh, have some thoughts on the black shirts and his defense. He's packing with him to Minnesota. Uh, Mr. Foley is excited about special teams and how that unit's progressed. Coach Satterfield, the offense to me, the question, not an issue, but a question mark just because of all the new. We'll cover it all and uh, get into Nebraska, Minnesota. Can email the show, chris at halevarsity.com. And uh, don't forget, Jay Moore also joins us at 525. Blackshirt Husker NFLer Jay Moore with Big Red Wrap-Up. Get his take on the upcoming game in Minnesota. Do you feel energized? You've got a good week in front of you. You've got Volleyball Day Wednesday at the stadium. You have Nebraska-Minnesota Thursday. And you you have a, a long holiday weekend. And that's extra time should Nebraska pull this off. You've got games uh, that are going to be a, a part of this this week one. Some intriguing matchups. But Nebraska, Minnesota, Florida, Utah, those are the two prime times on Thursday night. And it is a doable experience for Nebraska. So let's get in and ask the question. Let me ask you this. How was the weekend first? It was Let's great. get this crap out of the way. How was the weekend? It was great. It was one of those weekends <laughs> that really set the table. You talk about energized. I feel great. Uh, I mean, you have Nebraska-Minnesota on Thursday. Volleyball day in Nebraska on Wednesday. Last night, I had the Black Keys concert out How at Pinewood that? Bowl. That was a fantastic concert. They're, they're starting to age a little bit. I wanted to see them before they lost their ability to rock too much. Mm. Um, and they still got it. 
uh, they were they were rocking my face off all night long. So I had some good seats and uh, got to enjoy that concert. I've wanted to see the Black Keys for years. So to have them at Pinewood Bowl, great facility, great spot, had a lot of fun. Got to see the air show on Saturday. Mm-hmm. The Blue Angels were freaking awesome. Yeah. Um, went Sam, I went Sunday. Yeah, that was a fantastic experience. Doesn't get any better than that. Now you look ahead, as I laid out, volleyball day, the football game. We have a holiday weekend for everybody else. Schmidt and I, we'll be on the air next Monday. So yes. Spend your Labor Day with us. Is it Labor Day? Yeah. I always lose Memorials, track Memorials, May, Labor's, yeah. September. So spend your uh, your Labor Day with us. We'll be here rocking and rolling next Monday. It's it's officially football season, Schmidt. You got to see some football on TV on Saturday, too, and it just... You feel that energy. I, I feel great. I'm looking forward to it. So when you bump into Nebraska fans, and are, are you this Nebraska fan for 2023? Are you optimistic? And it, it's okay to say, well, oh, get back to me about 11 o'clock during Real Red Reaction. Hmm. <laughs> and you might get back to us as we'll do our post game from the, the graduate in Minneapolis. And real quick, I want to send a virtual hug to some special people. And they're helping power the road shows this year and some of our home uh, stops as well. Our friends at Sauter, Heyman, Rick, and the crew, God love you. Uh, same with uh, Seth and Gregors at Lazari's. We love you guys for your support in the show for a lot of years. And uh, they're helping power the road shows, not only to Minneapolis, but also to Boulder. As uh, we, uh, we get to stay in the country this year. There's quite a few uh, jokes with, uh, with the, uh, the Notre Dame game when, when the Irish went up by 14 on social media. If you were paying attention during the Notre Dame-Navy game, Na- Navy's down 14. Uh, time for the onside kick. Uh, folks going off the top rope uh, on that one. But, hey, when we talk about optimism in 2023, you got to ask yourself, there's two scales you're staring at. Are they even? Is one scale way more than the other? Uh, Is it it out of balance? And you've got one scale that is your optimism level, your hope, your thoughts, your best-case scenarios, your belief as to why it will be different this year to the tune of a bowl season or better there is you can call it pessimism you can call it being realistic you can be it cautious you can call it being cautious your concern level why it won't be different this year and listen i you you can you can still be deciding up until kickoff you can even Talk to me four games in before Michigan because a team's going to get better theoretically as the season progresses and you've got that three-week window, game one through game three, and then you kind of are what you are as you continue to try and make your way through the season. And when, when we talk about optimism for Nebraska, if I'm, if I'm going down my checklist as to why it'll be different, why it'll be better, and listen, I didn't say it was going to be better when you moved on from Bo to Riley. My my take was give the guy a chance, even though Bo was doing a good job. Whether you liked his personality or not, you you have felt the brunt of what not going bowling and at minimum nine wins looked like. I mean, you went the oppo of that, where you're winning three or four games a year. Uh, you go from Riley to Frost. Okay, this guy gets it. He's, air quote, one of us, and it just never materialized. And now you make another coaching change 
since 2014. This is your fourth coach, if we want to count Mickey in there, a fifth coach. And why will it be different? And I th- simply is because this guy in Matt Rule gets it. And when I, when I say he gets it, he gets the importance of preparation. Okay, I think that's what's been missing from Nebraska football for a while has been preparation. And, yeah, you've not been loaded with first-round talent. You've drifted off with your development on the offensive line especially. That kills you in an offense, whether you come in with a pass-happy philosophy or you want to run the football. It has killed Nebraska the last several years. They've not been able to 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 be consistent, let alone reload. If they do have a lineman or two that are good and the guy goes off to the NFL, it's it's not been a apple for apple replacement. So why will it be different is the attention to detail. Those are the little things that have cost Nebraska football so many games the last several years. And I can't guarantee you it's gonna be a a great first game for Nebraska. I don't think it'll be a great first game for Minnesota because they're replacing a lot as well. It's just going to be a slug slugfest. And I believe at face value and the words I'm hearing, you need to see it. But I believe what I'm being told that Nebraska will be ready to fight. Mm. They will be physical. And that is something that if you, if you pay attention to detail and you get the kids prepped, and you get them developed and you're ready, uh, the, the, the toughness part is real in the Big Ten. That's how you live or die, is do you make stupid mistakes, and are you optimistic because of what you're hearing from Rule, or are you wait and see? And if you're wait and see, there's a lot of folks slamming the brakes on because they went all in on Frosty. Or they thought, you know what, I'm ticked off that you got rid of Bo. And I'm not trying to revise history. I'm sorry if I'm wearing you out with that. But it's been a long process here for you, the Nebraska fan. And it could get better for you this season. Uh, Why you're going to be concerned, why it won't be different, it's going to come down to turnovers and injury. And you're just, again, on one side of the football, maybe the offense you're just not as strong as your defense and your special teams. Presuming the special teams are better, I think they will be again because of attention to detail. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got a taskmaster as head coach, and his assistants are going to drill it like he wants it. He's hands-on with them. He's hands-on with the players. That will be different. That will be a difference maker for you on Saturdays. I think as to why if I'm right in believing that it's okay to be optimistic in 2023 will be different for Nebraska. We've got Dave on the line here. Dave, just hold on for a second while I get my two cents in here because I'm going to just zoom out slightly from what you're saying, Schmidt, and, and provide a little more context because I'm with you here. The reason for optimism is what we heard from that anonymous Big Ten assistant coach last year calling Nebraska the all-bus team. And it sounds the, the counterintuitive. All the all-off-the-bus team? It sounds counterintuitive, but if you believe him, it becomes an issue of preparation, not an issue of talent. And that's what we've we've discussed a lot over the past, say, nine months on this show. Have the issues over the past couple of years been because of coaching and preparation, or has it been because you don't have the right dudes on the field to go carry out a game plan and, and execute what you want to execute? It's been a little bit of both. So, and a reason for optimism is that 
hey, other coaches in the Big Ten think Nebraska has dudes whenever they walk off the bus. It's just when they get on the football field, they're not. The reason for pessimism, then, is that, you know what, the errors in recruiting, all the attrition you've had over the past couple of seasons, you don't have enough depth. And, yeah, you might have a couple of dudes that look real menacing when they walk off the bus, but they haven't been able to put it together because they're not the football player that you thought they were whenever you brought them in. That's a reason for pessimism because it's still a lot of the same guys that are going out there. Still got to go do it, baby. But if you believe that there is talent within this football program, Matt Rule's a guy, I don't think it's lip service whenever he talks about the preparation and you see the look-in documentaries. He's going to have these guys, as you said, ready to fight and ready to go. I think they're going to be properly prepared, and I think they're going to have a proper game plan for Thursday night to go out and win. The question is, and, and where you're at right now in, on the optimism and pessimism, is does Nebraska have the dudes on the field that can go out and execute that game plan? Because if they do, if you're able to take the guys that you have and put them in a system that allows them to bring their their strengths to the forefront, and has properly prepared them for that game. I think Nebraska, from a recruiting rankings point of view and the type of athletes they have, should at least be able to square up and go toe-to-toe with Minnesota. And then it comes down to how well you're able to, to change that mindset of fourth quarter and close games. And, and as you kind of laid out, are you able to avoid the turnovers? Are you just able to go out and execute? That's going to be the real question if Nebraska dove, does have the dudes that you think they do. Here, here's the other thing. Dave, you're coming up in two seconds. I believe Rule has drilled down to figure out what his offense, his defense, and his special teams are good at. I think he's drilled them into what he wants them to be good at because this is what he believes going into a first year of the Big Ten. And he said, it. I got to figure out how to win, how to win here. But as he's looked at it, I think he's taken the time to say, here are our strengths and here's how those strengths can apply to in-game situations, and let's put a plan together that highlights those strengths. Here's what our kids do well, and let's take it on the road to Minnesota and beyond, and then we'll reassess if Minnesota wins 31-17. We'll have our score predictions. Dave, you've been patient. Thanks for calling. Welcome into Hale Varsity. Go ahead. Yeah, you. I'm optimistic, and you brought up the uh, onside kick. Think about how far we have. Doesn't that feel like that was like a million years ago? It really does to me. And let's face it, uh, and I don't want to say anything bad about Scott Frost because I know there's still Scott Frost people out there for some god-awful reason. I don't know. But let's face it. We have been outcoached during that tenure. And now we have a coach that believes in development, preparation, game planning and I'm, I'm optimistic let's just put it that way i'm optimistic guys dave totally uh, well thought out appreciate the phone call appreciate your input and yeah i mean those things matter in the big 10 those things matter when you have three defenses that were in the top 15 in scoring defense minnesota was one of them Now, it's not the same team, just five starters return, just three in their front seven back. But it's still not going to be an easy task. But you're going to try and and match punches, not out athlete. Who's with us? Uh, We got Chris. He said he wants to hang on uh, and give himself some full time. Yes, because Chris Chris knows the break better than you and I do. (laughs) (laughs) Chris, we'll get to you. Line open if you want to join. 489-1240-800-825-5865. Can jump in the stream as well. Hail Varsity YouTube channel. 
and also the Hale Varsity Radio Twitter feed at HVarsity Radio. But uh, where are you at on the scale of pigskin for 2023? Are you optimistic? It will be different in 2023 when you watch your Nebraska football team. Or are you concerned because it is a year one? There's a lot of new. And damn it, I've been fooled before. There's a lot of hesitation. That's all right. We'll continue the discussion. Some thoughts from Coach White. Some thoughts from PJ Fleck this hour. It's Hale Varsity presented by Currency. Hale Varsity Radio is live. Now, back to Schmitty. Schmitty's a great guy, but he don't have a brain. And Elijah. You want me to speak? When I point you, yeah. On Hale Varsity Radio. Back with you, Tim Bob saying what's up. Good to see you, Cowboy. He said, be careful going to Minnesota. He wants a Juicy Lucy brought back. You've had a Juicy Lucy? The burger with the, the bur- cheese on in the inside? Yes. Yeah, I've made them at home. Fantastic. Uh-huh. Fan- they're, they're hard to get right. You're better to get them at Dinkyville. The, the key, because you have to get the right seal so you don't start losing cheese from the inside. <laughs> That's the tough part. It takes That's a always the key. Don't lose cheese from the inside. But if you do it right, ooh, it's hard to get a better burger. The topic of optimism versus pessimism for year one in Nebraska. That's our talking point to get in. Can join the YouTube uh, show, the Hale Varsity YouTube channel, Hale Varsity Radio, Twitter at HVarsity Radio, or call up 489-1240. Chris, you've been hanging on. Thanks for your patience. Go ahead. Hey, guys. What's so up, man? my optimism starts at the top, right? I, it feels The reason why it feels different than it is in the past, it feels good for the right, the right reasons. Um, we just, and I'm part of this group, right? We, we, when Scott came, it felt right because he was one of our own and, you know, he was coming off a, a really fantastic year, but it feels right now and it feels different now because we've got a freaking leader of young men leading our program. And the, the impact that I think that he's made in, in some of the guys, we had some talent, right? We may not be the deepest team in the conference, um, but, you know, if we there are 22 starters, and if we're 30, you know, we got 30 people on our team that are that, that can ring the bell. Um, they're going to get the most out of those. I think that's what he's done. Him, Matt, Coach Rule, and his staff have created the buy-in amongst these guys. And I mean, I think that's going to be the most impactful thing that, that we see this year. Is not that we didn't necessarily compete in the past, but um, he's taught them. You know, like you're going to, you are going to go through some hard times, and you, we're going to get you to buy in. And all this is going to pay off. And I, I truly believe it is going to pay off for us, you know, immediately. We're going to see some immediate impact on the field positively. So It, it, comes, no. it, it comes down to, to the old Ted Lasso believe, right? At some point, you just kind of quit believing as a fan or maybe even as a player because it never broke right for you or it didn't break right enough times. But you flip it around there's been a a conscious effort because that is matt rules style to get to know you the 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 player and figure out your strengths and really drill down and then let's let's work on the fundamentals that sounds boring but it's true let's let's work on being disciplined let's work on depth but you hit on it chris it was let's maximize some talent through development because a lot of guys could come in the front door and did that had a certain level of talent. But part of that is, and coaches have said this for years, if I get a guy that's really good, my job's not to screw him up. 
Mm. And I'm not saying there was a lot of screwing up going on, but how much did you did you see guys get better? And from a coaching standpoint, a previous caller Dave said something that that happens a lot in the Big Ten. You get out coached. We didn't the, really see the development, and and I think that's we're going to see that now. I, I truly believe that. So um, I'm I, I couldn't be happier to to have landed Coach Rule. Um, I you know he, he's going to bring some wins to the program and I think that's I was having this conversation with somebody just the other day like how good is it just going to feel to get back to a nine win season right I mean how long we've we've been kicked in the gonads for, for so many years um, but uh, nine nine wins is going to feel like a you know a championship season for us so. Chris before we get you out of here I need to put you on the spot Do you have a score prediction for Thursday night um, yeah, you know what so here's the thing guys I've actually got us losing to Minnesota but still get Still hitting eight wins for That's the fine. year. That's so all right. My my score prediction: twenty-seven, twenty-four. Gophers. Okay. That's a cover. Uh, yeah. It's a cover. Great that's, what that's what I'm taking. Yeah. All right. Chris, appreciate the call. Thanks. 489-1240-800-825-5865. Uh, reasons for optimism for the season. It is here. And I think there's a lot of Nebraska fans that are realistic enough to say this is a tough ask because of who it is, because of where it's at. It's a sold-out, gold-out. And I think there'll be a lot of red up there as well. Once you get done with Volleyball Day, you'll make the road to Minnesota. Uh, Bredin chimes in, happy game week, fellas. Matt says, I think if Nebraska could pull off a win at Minnesota, that catapults the record from a 6-6 six and six to a 9-3. and three. That That's possible to get over the you know, barely the minimum standard of let's get to six and get a bowl game for Nebraska. I think I think that's a lot of minimum, you know, minimum requirement for for twenty twenty three. Get to the get to a bowl game and see where it lands. And it, if if you do win this first game, God, that's a shot in the arm. That is the momentum that has been talked about for years around this football program about needing to garner some momentum can you can you get some momentum going and they can still god this sounds like i'm giving a little bit of sunshine sounds like i'm giving a little bit of silver lining uh but the uh, they can they can they can lose thursday and and still grow from it oh yeah that that sounds like a weak cop-out because you go play to win the game said a former Arizona State coach, but you can still, you can still benefit. Uh, there's a lot of first-year head coaches that that dropped their first game. Harbaugh didn't. Case in point: Harbaugh didn't beat Utah in year one. They went out to Utah for a tough road game. Didn't end well for Michigan. They got better, and I think they were a ten-win football team his first season. Yeah, and and whenever I think about year one. It's a, it's a tough conundrum, kind of as I laid out in the first segment of just how much, and it's going to be unknown until we see the product on the field, but how much does improved coaching, and maybe not improved, but coaching in a way that fits Nebraska and fits the Big Ten, it emphasizes development, how much can get done in one offseason? That's the question to me, because I think Nebraska brought talent into this football program. I think there's athletes on this football team allow you to stack up with with teams that are in the top half of the Big Ten. That's, that's how much talent has been brought in. The question to me is how much are you able to develop that talent in one offseason? Because Minnesota, 
they're in a, a, a similar boat in terms of the amount of uh, question marks that their team faces mm-hmm. right now, but their question marks are more in the case of how much has this offensive lineman who's got to sit for three years now, how much development did he do? Is he going to be ready for Saturdays? Whereas Nebraska's question is, is can guys that have been playing for two or three years, can they take that next step because they haven't quite shown development? It's different types of question marks between Nebraska and Minnesota. And I think that's why a lot of people are forecasting a really close game because they believe in in the development that Matt Rule is able to bring to this Husker football program. And they believe in the, the program that is Minnesota, the amount of development they get done every single season. It just becomes that toss-up question of, of, of does the the experience that Nebraska's gained over the past couple of years, does it mean anything whenever you, you look at the coaching change and you look at how much development still needs to be done with these guys? Because they've had dudes, and they have guys in the field that were highly touted recruits and are, are very exceptional athletes, even compared to other schools in the Big Ten. But how much better did they get? Because they didn't get much better during their first few years in, in the program. Well, how much work did they get is the question, and... How much work did they get? How much better did they get? And when when their number was called, did they perform? Did they lack confidence? I mean, there, there's a whole multiple choice of issues. Oh, yeah. Or the other question becomes, was it just attrition and recruiting misses that have put you in the place you are now? Because if that's the case, then it's going to be a couple of years for this rebuild to, to finally reach its fruition. I personally don't believe and maybe I'll be proven wrong on Thursday, but I personally don't believe that the lack of success in the field is attributed to the fact that everyone that you're seeing on the field, man, they were recruiting miss. They didn't pan out how we wanted them to, or we lost guys through the, the transfer portal and attrition, and we, we weren't able to field a successful team because of that. I don't believe that to be the case. I think that's part of the issue we've seen here at Nebraska within the past couple of seasons, but I think the grander issue is the fact that the talent that you do have wasn't able to be developed in the proper way, and it's a, the giant question mark heading into Thursday is how much did one session of spring football and one fall camp, how much development did that instill within the guys that are going to be playing in the game on Thursday night? Here's your hope. Your hope that whatever seasoning they got under previous staffs, coupled with a spring, summer, and fall camp from rule, is enough to be a different and better football player specifically on the lines of scrimmage Mm. for Thursday night and beyond. Nebraska routinely, the only teams they finished behind when it came to recruiting, typically Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State. They always won the West when it came to recruiting rankings. Yet, you, you look at some of the classes that Illinois had in the 50s, some of the classes Minnesota landed I think maybe their best, them in Wisconsin, were upper 30s, mid-30s maybe. Wisconsin may once in a while dip into the high 20s. Northwestern, always outside that top 50. Purdue, knew what they were, kind of mid-40s recruiting. You can come fact-check me. I mean, I'm not exactly 1,000%, but that's the range. Nebraska was always 30 or better. Mm. Uh, the last several years in recruiting. Let's hear a little bit from P.J. Fleck before we get to Coach White. And one thing that is going to be key for Thursday night, and we'll talk to Charlie McBride about this, is the black shirts uh, 11 handed out. We'll get there in a moment. But uh, when we talk about the the Gophers and what they're prepping for, Coach Fleck in his press conference touched on 
trying to figure out Nebraska's 3-3-5. It creates a lot of issues. Uh, you know, we were just up there as an offensive staff talking and, and uh, you know, what they do in the 3-3-5, it creates a lot of issues because you can be in a three-down front uh, before the snap and a five-down front when the ball snapped, right? Uh, you can do that with double barrel. You can create uh, all types of fronts, four-down fronts, five-down fronts. Um, you can blitz to it to get to a certain front. You can stunt to get to a certain front. You can create angles constantly. So it's a, it's a very complex defense, and without any game film to know exactly how they're going to run it, again, that's what it means by preparing for ghosts. Uh, we have a sense, and there's so many ways you can do that. Uh, but there's a lot of ways you can do that. Now, which ones are they going to use? How often are they going to use it? What are the tendencies? You can go back to different places that coordinators have been or head coaches have been, but it's still not 100% accurate. Um, you know, if I was a, I came from the, being a wide receiver coach at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and then we came to Western Michigan as a head coach. If you would have studied the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense, you would have been completely wrong. Right now, we didn't win many games anyway that day, that year, so it really didn't matter what you studied. Uh, but that's my point. Sometimes people change wholeheartedly and, and philosophically as you keep going through. But they're they're very talented. They're big. They're strong. A lot of guys have played a lot of years for them. They are a very experienced team. And then they've added a lot of players from the transfer portal that have played a lot of football elsewhere. They present a lot of challenges, and like I said, I, you you know that I have a ton of respect for Matt and, and what he's been able to accomplish in his career and. And he always gets the most out of his team, no matter what year it is.